Now today's federal newscast. I'm Eric White. Nearly 4,500 employees at Health and Human Services sign a petition in opposition of the agency's new bargaining proposals. HHS's proposals do not include 21 articles of the agency's existing contract with the National Treasury Employees Union. The excluded articles involve alternative work schedules, office space, and public transportation subsidies. The petition asks HHS Secretary Alex Azar to reconsider the proposals and work with the union on new ones at the bargaining table. HHS's Inspector General is seeing less results despite more funding. The OIG's budget has risen by 16 percent since 2012, but returns on investment are down since 2014, according to a Federal News Radio investigation. The number of audits and evaluations the OIG conducts each year are also down. Meanwhile, the number of management grows while staff shrinks, further pumping the brakes on productivity. The government publishing office mismanaged its awarding of a major contract to print 2020 census forms, according to its Office of Inspector General. Last year, GPO awarded a $61 million contract to paper products manufacturer Senvio, but the company declared bankruptcy in February. The IG found GPO did not follow procurement guidelines and let Senvio lower its original bid by $9 million prior to awarding the contract. The Justice Department ended the contract in July. The Defense Department bans the use of fitness trackers and other geolocation-enabled devices and applications in sensitive areas. Military troops and other defense personnel may not use them unless the combatant commander authorizes it. DOD says the new order protects personal information, locations, and the number of DOD personnel in certain areas. One of the government's most embattled agencies is getting a new leader of sorts. President Trump plans to nominate Ronald Vitello to serve as the permanent director of U.S. Immigration and Customs Enforcement. Vitello is the deputy director and has been performing the duties of the director since June. He has served previously in the Customs and Border Protection Directorate as its acting deputy commissioner and began his career more than 30 years ago as a Border Patrol agent in Texas. GSA taps a longtime OPM employee to help with merger planning. David Vargas joins GSA to launch the new service management office. Vargas spent the last five years working at OPM, where he held several positions, including the director of the HR line of business, acting CIO and deputy CIO, and the director of the HRIT transformation. GSA Administrator Emily Murphy says the new office will support the agency's expanded mission of support service offerings to other agencies. GSA also names Beth Angerman and Dan Pomeroy to new positions in the Office of Government-Wide Policy. I'm Jason Miller. Multiple sources tell Federal News Radio the Trump administration is prepping an executive order to transfer the government-wide security clearance program from the Office of Personnel Management to the Pentagon. Sources say they originally expected an EO over the summer, but legal considerations may push back the release until as late as November. The transfer of the security clearance program is one of a dozen government reorganization proposals the Trump administration has said it could implement administratively. New Veterans Affairs Secretary Robert Wilkie visits with senior leadership at the DCVA Medical Center. He says the agency has brought in new people in quality improvement and purchasing. The DC Medical Center is also implementing new financial controls and is setting up an electronic inventory system to identify needed equipment. VA also identified a new permanent director for the DC hospital. Wilkie says he will announce the new leader in the near future. And a project manager for one of the government's largest energy efficiency contractors pleads guilty to taking millions of dollars in kickbacks. Federal News Radio's Jared Serbu has more. Bhaskar Patel, an official at Schneider Electric, admitted in a Vermont federal courtroom on Monday that he took more than $2.5 million in bribes and kickbacks from subcontractors in connection with the firm's government work. He faces up to 10 years in prison when he's sentenced. Prosecutors say he repeatedly falsified bid documents involving several multi-million dollar energy projects for the Coast Guard, GSA, the Department 
Department of Agriculture and the Department of Veterans Affairs. Jared Serbu, Federal News Radio. Find these stories at federalnewsradio.com and subscribe to the Federal Newscast on Podcast One or iTunes. You can also follow us on Twitter at Federal Newscast. I'm Eric White.